back. <laughs> yeah. 11. I could have completely added that. Like, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, we'll keep it. If it's kept in the video, I hope you enjoyed. But uh, we're back for episode eleven. The Sabers are off and running, and uh, it's a good time to live in Buffalo right now, Antonio. The Sabers are winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, we're not overreacting. <laughs> Darlene for Norris, JJ Paterka, rookie of the year. Yeah, we got Eric Comrie, pro- Vesna. It doesn't stop. The hardware's really been uh, racking in in the first three games. We got a lot to talk about, a few games to dive into. We'll start with the uh, season opener. Uh, Antonio, you were there. How was the uh, how was the energy in the building? Good vibes. Uh, I think we had 80% capacity full, if I'm not wrong. It's like 16,000, like somewhere around that number. But, yeah, it, it was really weird because I didn't go to the Eichel game last year. I didn't go to the RJ game last year. But so, like, seeing that building full, was it just felt so weird. I got stuck in traffic. When's the last time you've been stuck in traffic at a Sabres game? Other than RJ those two game, nights I mentioned. was on I was on an off ramp for like a half hour. It was, it was, so it's it's got its ups and downs having a successful hockey team. But um yeah, start the season one and zero with a four two win over the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a win. That's a good way to put it. Um, it wasn't not perfect. a pretty it game. Wasn't, yeah, yeah, it wasn't pretty, but. You know what? We open off the season with J.J. Paterka scoring his first NHL goal and the first goal for the Buffalo Sabres to open the season, and that was electric. I mean, I jumped right out of my seat. I called you, and you you were behind. I think were you streaming the game? I uh, I had it on Spectrum MSG, and yeah, I get a call, and all I hear is uh, you say J.J. Paterka. So I hung up right away because I, <laughs> I figured it was coming, and I was like – I think JJ Paterka is about to score and uh, yeah, nice give and go with cousins. And you know what, when we filmed last week, I believe someone asked the question who scores the first game of the first goal of the season in my, like the person I wanted to pick, like who, if I could pick was JJ Paterka, he's who I wanted to score the first goal, but I didn't think he would. I thought Jeff Skinner would, but JJ Paterka opens it up and I couldn't be happier. He's one of the, he's one of the better looking Sabres players out there right now. Every I think game. he's he's the best forward on the team as of right now. I mean, three games in, but small sample size, but I think he's been definitely the most consistent solid forward. Uh, we'll get into the rest of the games after the Senators, but yeah, um, Darlene gets the second goal, puts the Sabres up 2-1. to one. He started um, the play too. Nice start to finish play. Yeah, uh, I mean – the building was buzzing once again. Like, I it's just crazy. It just felt so weird. I was so like, I couldn't explain the feeling. It was like we're back. It's like I know it's three games. I, it was the first game. I'm like, I like I know the Sabers are like one to win like important nights, as in like not uh, schedule wise or like playoff push wise, but they win like the fun nights, like RJ Knight season ender last year, Eichel Knight. But, like, season opener, I, Sabres' win was a guarantee. I knew it going into <laughs> that game. I said they are not losing this game only because it is, like, a quote-unquote important game to Buffalo standards. They might so, not lose another game this whole season. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that game, Olsen gets his two goals in the empty net. Um, How about Craig Anderson? Let's talk about Craig. Uh, great game. Craig just... Anderson hater, my co-host, but um, won <laughs> that just game. Old hell. That's my won only that complaint. Game. He, he won did. that game. He looked we great. Gave, like we said, hey Craig, you're 41. Here's another two on one for you. <laughs> yeah, every, he... every, every shift there was a two on one coming our way. Yeah, Sabers are a little sloppy that game. Uh, I mean, first game of the season, lots of. Not lots, couple new faces, couple new lines. It's kind of it was kind of expected. So I was given the benefit of the doubt they win. So that's really the big thing from that game. Yeah, I'm uh, touching on Rasmus Dahlin. Three goals, three games. Second yeah. defenseman in tw- thirty years to do that. I think Victor Hedman, Hed- yeah, Hedman is the only the other who has thirty years. It's been since the nineties. No one's done that. 
That's crazy. And then there was a stat with the Sabres. No one's ever done it except Lindy Ruff, but in games two, three, and four. So it wasn't the first three of the season. But you know what? That's pretty awesome. I love those random stats. I mean, I feel like I see one for Josh Allen after every game he plays. Yeah, we'll talk about the Bills <laughs> in a little bit. But yeah, we got to yeah, get to the huge, Bills. Huge, 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 huge win for the Buffalo Bills. But uh, yeah, we won't spoil that for you in case you guys didn't <laughs> watch it. Um, Sabres lose to Florida 4-3. to That game was another sloppy game. But again, I'm not reading too much into it. It's the second game of an 82-game season. I mean, and it's a divisional rival. And at the time, they had Aaron Eckblad and Brandon Montour. Aaron Eckblad since then has been placed on LTIR or just IR. I don't think it's LTIR, but he's not out for the season. He'll be back. It's a short term LTIR, I guess you can say. Yeah. But um, we we faced the President's Trophy winners from last season and lost by one goal in a good game. I'd say it was. Obviously, Sabres didn't win, but and we were sloppy, but so were the Panthers. I mean, it was we took advantage of their mistakes; they took advantage of ours. And um, yeah, I'm not mad about it. Um, I kind of didn't really see the Sabres winning that game, regardless of the fact they kept themselves in it. How great is Matthew Kachuk? If he was oh. on our team, oh my god, he's such an asshole. Like everyone, <laughs> like oh, like um, every play is going after somebody on the Sabres, and you're watching and you hate it. And you're like, who is that? It's Matthew Kachuk. He's he's always there. We played. Yeah, it's Kachuk that it's brothers. that guy we had a whole episode about in the off season that we said we would fantasy. sell our souls for. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly why well, I was saying. Yeah. you he's, the Sabers don't have an entity like Matthew Kachuk, and I don't see one in our system either. It's not like we're Matei Picard is going to be fucking Matthew Kachuk. So that game didn't end at the horn. Everyone stayed on the ice. They were all barking at each other because mm-hmm. of the whole the whole game. Matthew Kachuk in everybody's ear. Everybody. And from an outside perspective, that's things you love to see is that. I mean, obviously, he had some scumbag plays, but it's hockey, whatever. Um, and he's that's Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk. That's just, that's just Kachuk hockey. It's, yeah, they had if he Kachuk was in a Sabres jersey, it would be fantastic. But oh, yeah. he's in a Florida jersey, and we'll play him three more times this year, and I'm sure – by game four, we'll all hate him, and he'll be another villain in the Buffalo story he, arc. I think he already put himself there. Um, after he had some like slash or something on Yoki Haru, I can't remember what happened, but Alex Tuck gave him a word. Uh, Darlene obviously was barking. At, I love that Rasmus Darlene is becoming. He's a he's little a man asshole now. too. He, yeah. Oh my god, he sprayed the one guy. Uh, Joe, we didn't talk it. about Josh Norris in the corner. Yeah, Norris sprays him. Awesome. That was Great. that was awesome. <laughs> Great play by Dolan. Dolan's having one of the greatest seasons he's ever he's ever got like started. He's never started like has this, to so. be the best season he's ever had off the rip. I mean, he usually starts pretty sloppy, but he's looking like a Norris contending defenseman right now. Defensively, doing great, having Samuelson on his pair. It's just that right there is just a duo to watch out for for any team, and. um did we? Fin- oh yeah, for that game, uh, Dalian obviously scored. Uh, right. Tuck scored. Gergensen's had that goal from that beautiful drop pass from Paterka. But yeah, Paterka the Sabers fell short. Everywhere he's, we'll talk about Paterka more in depth. But he's just everything he's been hyped up to be, and a little bit more because he's a second round pick. But oh my god, kid's really making a splash this season, and it's. Kevin Adams saw it. He traded up for yeah. him. It wasn't just someone who fell into our lap. He had to go get him. We've been so. talking about him too. It's not really a surprise to us. We've we've manifested this into what it is. <laughs> yeah. The JJ Paterka show coming yes. to Buffalo. Obviously, just the perfect start for him so far. Uh he's got two goals and assists, three points, three games. What else could you really ask for? So uh other than any other comments on the Panthers or the Matthew Kachuk single-handedly beating us? Um, No, my big takeaways for the game were we're still giving away too many odd man rushes, which we still did yesterday. And um, as of recording, it was yesterday. But um, yeah, so it's the first few games of the season. Obviously, we're not going to be perfect. And there's some training camp rust. But um, yeah, nothing else to say on the Panthers. Sabres go out west to Edmonton. And a key lineup change for this game was 
Donnie G took out Jack Quinn and replaced him with Vinny Hinestroza, which is a move I think that was needed for Jack Quinn. Yeah, started off a little iffy first two games. Wasn't really a fan of his play when I noticed him, and it usually wasn't positive. He was kind of a ghost out there, Um, but you can't judge him strictly based off that. It's two games heading into a new season for him his rookie year, so not reading into it too much. I under- I agree with the decision because, one, Vinny Hinostroza is a very good hockey player. I think he's a very suitable middle six player for this team. And he's going to get his games. He's not going to sit out every game unless there's an injury. He's going to get his time. He was so, on the best line last night, Tuesday night. By far, Edmonton? Cousins, Cousins yeah. and Paterka. Him, Cousins, and Paterka. They were our best line and against a very offensive-heavy uh, Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Um, where is that? Who Eric Comrie Sorry. single-handedly just Yeah, shut Eric down. Comrie had 46 saves. Is that right? I'm looking for it. 46, yeah. Just an absolute heyday for Eric Comrie in his hometown, Edmonton. Uh, Stuart Skinner is from Edmonton, too. So there was a home-born goalie show, even though it looks like Comrie definitely went away with that one. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure Connor McDavid had 26, 27 minutes of ice time. And Yeah, he, he was out there a lot. Assist. And every time he was out there, you kind of knew he was out there because he was the one guy going way faster than everyone else. Yeah, it was it, hard. You couldn't even catch his number going by. You just knew it was him because just flying through the screen. I was nervous in that third period. Um, It didn't See, feel like the game was ever out of the Edmonton Oilers' hand. And I believe they were down 3-1 to the Vancouver Canucks, their opening game, and came back and won. Well, so I never- Vancouver had a t- is 0-4 as of right now, and every single game they had a two-goal lead. Yeah, I, I don't know what's <laughs> going on in Vancouver, and um, they're one of the – they're 0-3-1, they're and one, actually. They have a point. So oh, sorry. Yeah, they, they, go over, they went to out. overtime with Columbus, but yeah. And you could be in San Jose right now, Vancouver, 0-5. Two of those being um, – off-continent, so benefit of the doubt there. But, yeah, I never really counted Edmonton out, and especially when Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid seemed to be generating chances every shift they were out there. Yeah, that first Edmonton goal, Leon Dreisaitl with an amazing pass to Darnell Nurse come to the left side. That's hard to defend. You're not, My it's stream hard to block glitched that. out. My stream glitched out. I didn't even get to see it. Um, I saw Dallin's goal. I was happy about that. Third goal. How can you glitches yeah. out, comes back, and they're all celebrating for Edmonton. So quick answer, and I, I figured we were in for one there. And second period, we really, really brought it to Edmonton early too. Yeah, that's exactly what you wanted to see out of this team is put the pressure on, and they did that second period. Um, Very happy Thompson scored too. He needed one. Oh, he, he, he needed, needed one. one in the so- first three In the first three games, first five games, you need to find the back of the net. Yeah, now someone looking in the same position as Jeff Skinner without a goal. So we'll keep an eye on him, but it's three games. It's It happens. Thompson obviously just got that big contract, so he's got a lot of more pressure. On, he's got a lot of pressure on him, so he needed that, and it was beautiful. It wasn't just a clap bomb he made people look silly and he did that toe drag but he didn't shoot right away he did a little more and beautiful goal beautiful goal happy for him definitely power it. almost had a similar goal early yes. in the game uh, he power got had slashed a really game for not yeah power more. power did look a little eh first two games first game especially uh center's game but yeah that game against edmonton he really uh Seem to figure it out a little bit, and uh, yeah, I Seems love him. Comfortable. I love when he pushes into like towards the like goal line. Like it's just crazy to see, and it's like the only thing I worry about is someone gonna go cover for him, and usually they do. So great to see from Owen Power. He drew that penalty. I don't think we got a power play goal from that. We I could were, be wrong. I th- was that the Darlene goal. That could be the Darlene goal. Maybe. There was it was a crazy game, and let's not forget about the the Russian gummy bear Ilya Labushkin with Great. two 
two kills that night. First one, dry side <laughs> behind the net, and that was a big hit in itself, but then completely gets foreshadowed by uh, the hit on, was it Holloway? Holiday? Holloway, yeah. Holloway was someone I was looking at in preseason because I think he had a four-goal game. Oh, really? And I, I put a little mark on his name, like, okay, I'll keep an eye out for him. And the one, the first thing I see this season is him getting murdered by Ilya Labushkin. <laughs> the and guy with the gummy bear song is killing everybody inside. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, and it's neat. Oh, it's just, uh, I think Rob Bray said that he was like, Edmonton's not going to be able to skate around as fast as they want without keeping their heads up now. And that's a big mental thing when you're on the bench and you're like, oh my God, this guy is just killed. Two of Lebushkin came back to the game, right? He's out. He's day to day. He is day to day. That's that's tough. Lower body. Just... Blocked the shot. Um, I'm in quite the predicament, Zach. I first started off wanting to buy a JJ Paterka jersey. Then after that, Samuel Lebushkin jersey. I'm. I think it will be so funny in five years to see someone with a Labushkin jersey, so I want to be that guy. So here's the thing. I got two Christmases. One with mom, one with dad. I'm going to ask for two jerseys. And now who's the odd man out? I got so Samuelson, want... Paterka, and Labushkin. One's going to be a go-ahead. One's going to be the You the can't get two jersey. defensemen. If you're going to get two jerseys, you should uh, give an offensive guy a look. I think I'm going to go with Paterka just because this heater right now, which I wasn't expecting. It was more of a pipe dream, but by we all do, means. We manifested it. We literally did. <laughs> the positive energy we've been putting out about J.J. Paterka is working. And it's, yeah. he he's so good. He makes plays every time he's out there. And when he doesn't score, he's setting up people to, who can score. Like if uh, So excited for JJ, a full season of J.J. Paterka. Yep, and that game finished off with a tuck empty netter after the Oilers came back within one. I for, was it Nugent Hopkins who scored that? It was the Nuge. It was RNA. Yeah, assisted by McDavid. He got his point. I don't think McDavid had a point the first goal, did he? No. I don't want to be wrong on it. But, he did not. I mean, we almost kept McDavid pointless, which would have been huge. Got one it's hard last. to do for anybody. Yeah, the a stat is Connor McDavid is a point per game against the Sabers. I'm pretty sure he's got like he's four and seven. I'm not sure which one's goals in this or assists, but yeah, and he's minus four before last night. He's so, minus four against the Sabers. Yeah, which is crazy. And, and him being only game. a point per game against us is actually a good thing because compared to other teams, that's nothing. So I'll take it. It's the best player in the world. He's only a point per game against us, and he's playing 26 minutes a night, and he only got one point. Since we're um, talking about the um, President's Trophy winners, I've been checking their score a little bit. The Flyers are still down as of recording 2-1 to one to the Florida Panthers. Flyers are 3-0. and oh. Yeah, they beat Tampa last night. They beat Tampa in their home opener. <laughs> and Tampa jumped out well, to a I'm not going to – I'm not going to try defending Tampa, but they are pretty beat up from last. It's the, from the Flyers, dude, and nobody expected the Flyers to be a three. John Tortorella, I I need I needed I need like a like weekly documentary of what's going on in that locker room, and I just need all the media I can get from Philly. I haven't checked them out anything this year. Maybe there is something out there, but I don't know what. What's going on there? They were supposed to be the Bedard favorites. I mean, it's three games. They still can be, and they still kind of are. They're not a very good team. Well, Arizona has hand-selected a team to be the Bedard favorites, even though they just handed Toronto a 4-2 loss. Yeah, that's a crazy stat. Toronto has not beaten Arizona at home since, like, what was it, 2000, 2002? Uh, I was going to ask you. I I have the date written down. I was going to ask you, what does October 17th, 2002 mean to you? <laughs> that's that's the last time the Arizona Coyotes didn't leave Toronto with a point. Wow. That's crazy. But They um, were a different team name. They were the Phoenix Coyotes, not the Arizona Coyotes. I so. still call them Phoenix here and there. But um, has have Arizona played at ASU yet? They haven't had a home game. I don't think they've had a home game yet. I need to check their schedule, but um, I want to watch that game in full. 
One, I want to know the atmosphere. I want to know if there's I college believe, kids there again. I believe it's tonight, not tonight, but futuristic uh, tonight, Thursday, Thursday night. Yeah, when this comes out against Montreal, who's also having a pretty fun season this year with uh, Suzuki and Caulfield. Both. I don't know good. if I have it recorded on this podcast, but I've mentioned it to my buddy at least, who's a Montreal fan. I said Montreal's not bad on paper. Their forwards are not bad at all. Like obviously, there's a lot of growing needed for some players, but I don't think they're as bad as people are saying they are. I think they're getting a lot of hate defensive wise. Not good. Other than uh, what's his name? Exactly, what's his name? His nickname is Wi-Fi. Did you see that? No, I didn't. There's a player. His last name starts with an X. I don't think he was drafted. I don't. I think he was like a free agent, signed, young guy. But like, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, which is probably should have done a little more research on that. But his nickname in the dressing room is Wi-Fi because it looks like a Wi-Fi password. So I thought that was pretty funny. But I'm pulling yeah. it up for you. And uh, on after the whistle, Craig Rave mentioned that uh, I think his kid's like the biggest Montreal fan, and he was telling uh, Rave about uh this guy before anyone else really knew, and then he it's been popping off. So good for that guy. Whatever. Arbor Shekev. Yes, that's his name. Yeah, yeah. That's a it's X H E K A J. Yeah. Yeah. That... Good luck. <laughs> but I'll get his jersey. Yeah, you do that. I'll get Ilya Labushkin. Yeah, back to that. Ilya Labushkin is a funny jersey to get, and it kind of got me thinking. Since you said that about ten minutes ago, <laughs> I should probably get a funny one too. That's going to be random. Like but I want to have a jersey in Ilya Labushkin. Is Ilya Bushkin is the guy. Like, there's no one else on this team that's like hasn't been here for a painful amount of years. Or if you buy an Ilya Labushkin jersey, I think you will be in a fraction of one in ten people who own one. I don't know. I think three of them. Like he's putting himself as a fan favorite right now. So I don't. I wouldn't confidently say that. He's he's killing it. He's been. He's looked. Pretty good defensively. I think he's gonna when he gets back. I think he's gonna be paired up with Owen Power, like what I was saying when we did our season preview. That's what we expected when we signed him. Yeah, I I really want him to be on a pair with Power, so he gets that defensive presence with him. But I want two hits like that a game. That's awesome. We never get to see hits and say it's something. Time? It's something that we haven't seen in a very long time, and it's awesome. Who killed Line A. Remember that game? Jake oh, McCabe. That was like a 1 o'clock Jake game. McCabe murdered Patrick Laine at like 2 p.m. Yeah. It was, <laughs> that was a crazy like, game in itself. Had Sabres him laid out on the ice for a minute. Both I of Boosh's uh, men walked away, thank God, because they were big hits, especially on Leon side. That's just awesome to see now. Yeah, he stayed a little Sabres quiet team. for the rest of the game, just saying. Uh Obviously, they didn't score other than that last goal, but, I mean, hey, send a message. Let people know. Sabres are not here to fuck around. They're they're going into your arena and kicking your ass. So that's what you uh, love to see. Rob Bray said something. Because after every whistle, it seems the Sabres are grabbing jerseys and pushing pushing around. And Rob Bray said, one in five in, which I liked. You see one Sabres guy go in, everyone on the – every whoever is on the ice. Middle stat has been getting into it, and it's it's fun to see. It's a, it's a very tight-knit group, and we're only three games in. And my expectations, I do not want to say the Sabres are great. You said that last night. Somebody asked, are the Sabres good? And you said they're great. I cannot <laughs> sit here and confidently say that because it's three games in. They're, they're clearly want- not. There's too many – too many things that are going to get caught on to, and we're going to lose some some tough games if not fixed. But come on. It happens, <laughs> happens every year. The Sabres are the wagon. And so I'm going to enjoy it as much as I can until we lose eight straight and everyone gets injured. Not to jinx it, but that's Whoa. just been the past. Whoa. Yeah. I know. I did it. I said it. We're losing everyone to COVID again. Oh, yeah. There's a new COVID. You hear that? Is it's there? like yeah, a new COVID dropped a new variant, or like <laughs> yep. just a new, new COVID of the month. Wasn't was the last last one was Omicron, right? Or was there another? I one don't since know. Then? I just I saw like an article today. 
um i forgot the name of it it's some it's not like a nickname it's just like a scientific name but uh, i it finished with uh, it's going to be a long winter so if you haven't seen that now you know the good thing about covid is it gets weaker after every mutation I didn't every cuz i every new mutation like omicron was a very weak variant of covid so fuck new covid yeah I think COVID's just in the back of everyone's minds. I think everyone's just sick of it. Not trying to I turn think into COVID's a... fake. It is fake. <laughs> I think Fauci lied. Okay. Mm-hmm. We can't get it's... too deep into this. Well, <laughs> I can't find the new COVID. New COVID. It's just called new COVID. <laughs> COVID four. <laughs> it comes out like Sharknado movies. Wait till the Sharknados are real. Then, then we'll be we'll see who the snowflakes are. They were in in Florida, kinda. Hurricane Ian. I saw some video. There's just sharks and alligators in the street. So that's awesome. Yeah, but it wasn't like the. I never yeah. saw Sharknado, but I assume <laughs> I assume it was like pretty dramatic. I think I watched maybe an not even half of the first one, and it was the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And they continue to make like. Five more, maybe. So. You, you want to watch a crazy movie? I just watched a movie um, from the nineties, uh, Anaconda, with give with, a... I, with Ice Cube and uh, Jennifer Lopez. Nineties Jennifer Lopez, which means something. Mm. Uh, but <laughs> but they, <laughs> I was uh, talking about it when we were watching it. But Ice Cube in every movie, he doesn't play a character. He's just Ice Cube in whatever scenario Ice Cube. <laughs> So they had him as a camera guy in the Amazon, and it's literally just Ice Cube (laughs) as a camera guy in the Amazon with a giant snake. Like, this thing's huge. But, yeah, uh, back to hockey. (laughs) Like, he's literally just Ice Cube and how Ice Cube would normally react to things. How I assume – I've never hung out with Ice Cube. but Oh, I have. He's He's a great guy. He seems to to react in every – like, 21 Jump Street. He was just Ice Cube playing a detective. Yeah. All right, yeah. Flyers tied it up. <laughs> Flyers tied it up. The Flyers are better than the Sabres or the best team in the league. What's the score now? Two to two. They're in Florida or are they home? Um, I'd assume in Florida because they just played Tampa last night. They're in Florida. Yeah. Wow. John Tortorella is <laughs> putting something in those uh, BioSteel bottles. They they made a – last year John Tortorella was the, the guy they made say the controversial stuff and then never wanted to back it up. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And now he's a head coach, a successful yeah. head coach, and good for him. Clap it up for John Tortorella. Nah, give it some time. <laughs> give it, give it a month. <laughs> we'll circle back on the Philadelphia Flyers. Every Seven, week. That'll be a second. Seventy-eight and three. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, as you mentioned earlier, Don Granado did some playing with the lines. Jack Quinn sat last night. But I don't. Obviously, that's not going to last too long. Jack Quinn will be back in the lineup. I don't think against Calgary. I haven't seen any lineup changes. We'll 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 know more in the morning when this probably comes out. But um, I would assume we keep the same lines uh, going into this week. Yeah, I think the next odd man out is going to be Peyton Krebs. I I would. I he was agree. he was one. He got downgraded to the fourth line, which. Honestly, I, I like that fourth line. Um, Gergensen's not close with him. But he was also skating with uh, the extras at uh, practice. So that's just something to keep an eye on. His play has been uh, very uh, mid, I guess you can say. He's mid. Yeah. Other than his passing, I don't really. he doesn't really bring much to the table. I mean, it's going into his second season. Didn't play a full season last year because of Rochester and the whole trade. And so, if he's gonna work, he's gotta he's gotta produce on the power play. And I think a guy like him who can pass needs to be able to produce on the power play. And our power play has been noticeably pretty bad. Yeah, it's I wanted been, to get onto that. Uh, I think one power play goal in twelve attempts, and it was Rasmus uh, Dahlin last night. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? I don't believe we have a power play goal. Since then, I think that was a four on three. I don't, but that's a power play. Yeah, yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, power play is hard to watch. Jeff Skinner should not be on a power play. I know he's a goal scorer, but he he just doesn't work, at least on the first power play. It JJ doesn't Paterka's work. not on any of the power plays. Yes, and, and I think I that's going to change. I, I think it's on purpose because, you know, him and Quinn, you, they wanted to give him, like, not as many important minutes just because rookies, you know. He's going to earn them. We're going to force I think he's already – He's already earned them. I think uh, if not the Flames game, or we face the Flames next or the Canucks? Flames. We play the Flames tonight. Okay. Yeah. Um, Flames, and then if that's not changed, then maybe the next game. But, yeah, and then they're also really trying to force Casey Middlestat to be what they want him to be. He's a good I, face-off guy. He's been winning face-offs pretty consistently. Yeah, but, um, but I don't think he deserves first power play time. I think even a guy like Cousins would be better in that role. Victor Olsen's on power play too. Uh, I know you want to spread out the slap shots, but I think having Thompson and Olsen on one on each side is more of a threat on a power play than any team can handle. They can't yeah, double team or double like defend one guy. So that chaos. gives both an opportunity to yeah. just slam it. So if I was if I was Donnie Meatballs, I would have Darlene quarterbacking with Thompson on the left, Olsen on the right, Tuck in front of the net, and then either Cousins or Paterka. I'd say... What about Captain Kyle? Or Captain Kyle. I like him on the other unit, though, because it's a lot less... Uh, Proven players, I guess you can say. Not he just like brings like a leadership role to like the second power play. Yeah, but the power play is horrible to watch. And every time yeah, I get a so... power play, I get excited. And every time I'm watching, I'm like, "There's only ten seconds left in this power play, and we haven't had had a shot consistent control ever. Not once." Yeah, the Too Sabers. Many. Uh, it was, I think it was a who was it against. We couldn't get past the middle of the ice. Like every time we tried to have a breakout, it just didn't work. It was Florida. Florida. That game was yeah. aggravating. It, the third period was horrible to watch because it was a four-three game going into the third. Dallin scores his last-minute snipe, great shot in front of uh, Good Gudis, Gubis, who was given who him and Dallin were having some skirmishes earlier. Great shot to end the second period, and you're like, okay, here we go, nothing. Third period was just Florida stuffing up the middle of the ice and we couldn't do anything. And the power play included, we could not do anything. Yeah, there's a lot to be fixed, obviously, with this team. But we're going to be a one. lot of growing pains. Yeah, 2-1, and one, hot start. Like you said, was it last week or two weeks ago? You want a slow start so we have the opposite result. I want a <laughs> slow start or I want like a – one and oh, one and one, two and one, two and two. It's like a battle, like a battle for 500 for the first few games. I don't want to start off five, one and one, and everyone's like, okay, the Sabres, Sabres are, are a wagon. Exactly. Yeah. It's nasty. Yeah. As soon as they tweet that, you know, you should probably <laughs> stop it's, watching the Sabres. It's only going downhill from here. Yeah. We're not uh, really hurdling anyone standings wise right now, but speaking of. <laughs> of hurtling people. Um, the Bills defeat the Chiefs. Holy shit, what a game. That was a really awesome game. And it I felt like a playoff I expected a low-scoring affair. Tony Romo as well. He literally called the score of the game, like, when it was 0-0. He said 24-20 games. So, good for him, I guess. Um, good job, Tony Romo. You win. Congrats. Yeah. You spoiled the ending, dude. Yeah, he leaked the script. But, um, first half, obviously, uh, the obviously first drive, uh, there was that fumble. McKenzie lat was uh, he dished it out to McKenzie and he hit him in the it was, face. Yeah, it was like a in. shovel pass. It was rough. Just, just bad communication. Don't really know who to blame on that one, but uh, Bills did we take the lead? And then was it ten seven? And then they tied it up with that field goal at the end. After the first drive, their first drive was a red zone drive, red zone turnover to Kier Elam. Good for and him. I Picked be- off Patty I be- Mahomes. I believe we took the 3 nothing lead, and then they took the 7-3 lead. We took the 10-7 lead. 
And they tied, and they it, tied up. it up with the 62-yard bomb from Harrison Bucker. Their their kicking unit and their punting unit is great. That punter was demolishing the football the whole game. The whole game. Good for him. For but, as um, little as we see our punter, he hasn't been bad. He's really good. He's, at, I think he's just fir- he's above average, I'd his say. His first his first two punts were both muffed. Yeah. Cuz he I I read, I heard somewhere he kicks it different so it's harder to control, but believe, read that into read be, yeah. I got to return our English. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Josh Allen put his nuts in some dude's face and we won the football game. That was cool. Yeah, I, I can't believe he did it again. I I knew the second the that happened we were winning. But god damn it, they scored with too much time left, and I'm like, not again. Not again. <laughs> the, I <sighs> Taron Johnson. Great yeah. game. If that wasn't a pick, I think uh I don't I think, think they would have won. Think the how do you win that game? I don't how do they, they win with it? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Chiefs are different. They don't have Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think the overall stat now is the Bills are th- uh, two and three against the Chiefs, and the the Bills are two and one in the regular season and zero oh and two in the playoffs. So, well, hopefully that changes. Let's see them playoffs. play in Buffalo. Let's see them come to Orchard Park and play. That 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 will be awesome. I really hope we continue playing how we are and clinch that first seed. I think it's a lock unless catastrophe strikes, but we're going into the our the easier part of this uh season, but we do play the Jets twice and the Dolphins again. And the Jets The Jets are, are four and one this year. Yeah. Five and four one. And, four and two. Four and two. Four and... Jets Jets aren't bad. They No Jets have a, a different vibe going on right now. Yeah. Good for them. I'm a big Sauce Gardner fan, so good for him. I think he had his first pick. Uh, Brees Hall, so looked good. He was that guy uh, everyone thought the Bills were going to take in the first round. But so, Packers are almost dead in the water, dude. They might not make the playoffs. And we I had a hot a take, and week. everyone said I was stupid. I think the Bills are going to trade for A.J. Dillon. Mm, the Singletary played really good. Yeah, I know. I don't think there's any need for Buffalo to be acquiring a running back. I think we are fine, other than maybe if they want to get a vet for, like, Zach Moss. Just for playoffs and fine. I don't think you need Christian McCaffrey, and I think Carolina is asking for a lot for that. And Saquon Barkley is obviously no longer available since the Giants are having a hell of a start. Good for Brian Dable. Shout out him. I was Shout not a big Brian fan Dable. of. I still am not a big fan of Brian Dable. Uh, not to be that guy, but I, there was a lot of uh, decisions made in his tenure here that I was not a fan of. I think anyone can look amazing with Josh Allen, but he's was he five and one, four and two. Five and one. Yeah, so five and one. Nothing I say matters then. He's he's winning. He's proving it. So, yeah. Call Dylan. We should do it now and get his football take. Oh. The Buffalo Sabres. What about them? The Buffalo Sabres. What'd they do? The Buffalo Sabres. What happened? Dylan. What? The Buffalo Sabres. I'm so confused. What happened? Give your thoughts. Huh? Give your thoughts. I'm playing Eshel. Dylan. What? The Buffalo Sabres. Did we sign someone? What happened? Dylan. What? The Buffalo Sabres. Okay, what about them? What happened? That's what I'm asking you. I don't know. <laughs> oh, are you on the podcast right now? Yes. Oh. Is this going to become like a weekly thing? Yes. Dylan. Okay. <laughs> Dylan. What? The Buffalo Sabres. They're good. Is that all? Yeah, they want me money. <laughs> the bu- the Buffalo D- Bills, Dylan. Dylan. Tony. The Buffalo Bills. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, that is our weekly call from Dylan. That is his thoughts on what's going on in the Buffalo realm. You know, it's tough when me and you do a podcast because I just feel like we don't have the the range and the brain capacity to really say how we're feeling about teams. And it's nice to just catch up with Dylan once a week and see how, see what he's feeling with Buffalo sports. And I really appreciate his insight every week. And yeah, he's a very wise man. He knows what he's talking about. He's just professional. Well read, well spoken, man, a few words, <laughs> but very important words. Very thank knowledgeable. We thank words. him for his time. And Dylan, if you're listening, we know your time's valuable and we appreciate you coming on every week and making time for us. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, if that doesn't convince the fans at home, I don't know what will. Yeah. Um, the Sabres are good, and what could you even say about the Buffalo Bills? Speechless. <laughs> Whatever he says, <laughs> damn right. If, if anyone has the, the enchantment table book for that, let us know what he said. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Um, reverse retro jerseys. Drop tomorrow. I'm wearing the hat. I think it's. Are they the coming out black? tomorrow? Yeah. The, tomorrow the isn't black Thursday comes or Friday? Tomorrow. Thursday. No. I saw it wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, no, those aren't the reverse no, retros. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something. I did. To be fair, this could look very bad for me. And something I've noticed if we ever get fans, they're going to call out that I say Dallin's name two, two different ways every episode. <laughs> but I saw an article and it was. Big, big news coming for Buffalo Sabres fan. And the picture of the article was a red and black jersey. But the reverse retro teaser came out today. Like the video they posted? Yeah. like the. It didn't, it didn't show anything. Yeah, it was just like the eyeball emoji. And... Yeah, they did another video I saw on their Instagram story like right before we started. And it's just, it doesn't give any like clues or anything. But um, no, the... The alternate, which I think is going to be with us a minimum of three years, is the red and black. And then I the think reverse it comes out tomorrow. I'm pretty sure. No, that's November. They already announced the jerseys are not being. They wear them in November. It's almost November. Tomorrow's the yeah, 20th. but that's not reverse retro. That's the alternate. The reverse retro is going to be the goat head, but blue and gold. I'm pretty sure, like 95 percent sure. Why would they with do the, the leaks that boys? have came out? Are you complaining? I yeah. Double the double the goat, yeah. double the goat throat. Okay. Well. Yeah, I think I would rather have the slug for Bring the reverse the retro. Slug and stop making everything that bright blue and yellow. It didn't work with the swords. That well, I I think it could have worked if we were good, but we were just so bad every time. We no, put those jerseys I on. the gray the gray with those jerseys pissed me off. I don't like them at all. They put the most important piece on the shoulder patch. The goat head, which I think they did on purpose because they're waiting for this year. But um, I like having the – well, will we have it for three years if Adidas isn't re-signing with the NHL? See, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure, like, an alternate jersey sticks with, three, like, minimum three years. So I'm just going to say we'll be fine. Well, I hope – I I unless the schmucks running whatever jersey company buys the rights to the NHL says no. And if that happens, we'll have to have a word with them. Honest discussion. If the yeah. Sabres announce they're switching to the blue, like let's say the reverse retros are amazing. Like realistically, are they going to be, I don't even know how to word this. Let's say a year from now, we'll say 11 months. From now, they announced that we are switching to the goat head full time in a blue and gold variant, and the black and red will be the third jersey. And the current jersey will be, we'll call a reverse retro. I like our current jerseys, though. I really do. I don't I really know. Like the there's just something. Blue. There's just I something think we about our logo that I think NHL. jerseys. Yes, I agree. But I'm saying like crest, the main logo. I like our logo. logo. I'm just not the biggest fan. I think it could be better. I I like how it looks on the jerseys with the texture on the Buffalo. That's new. But other than that, I mean. I think the first time they did that was the gold 50. And that was the best part of the gold 50. But if you're bringing back the goat head, 
why would you bring it back full time in blue and gold and then have it in red and black? That's just too much goat head. That's like, that's not even that's just switching colors and saying you have to, you want to have a different jersey because it's different. I w- I was just asking questions. All right, I'm, I I'm would just much idiot. rather I would much rather prefer we keep the jerseys we have now and just keep the red and black goat head permanent alternate. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. But... And I'm nervous that they're going to change up the goat head too much. <laughs> No, I mean, I think they improved it. At first, I was like, it looks different. What the hell? But then I think they did it for the best. It's it a new more era. modern. Yeah, yeah, you need that. So uh, I saw there was a leak of – I saw three jerseys today that leaked. The Oilers, they're going with the Comet. The Comet, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Type thing. They're going with the navy color scheme on that. And orange. The the Preds jersey is beautiful. I love that logo. I think that should be their main logo. Um, and did you see the Capitals. Columbus Blue Jackets? Capitals leaked too. Yeah, with the Screaming Eagle. Yeah. But did you see Ooh. the Columbus Blue Jackets one? There it is. What is that? That's that reminds me of the Sabres practice jersey one. It's for so, our fans that for our fans listening on the road or wherever you listen, it's two different <laughs> blues. The arms are are like. Is that black? Oh my god, it's black. The logo's the navy, and then there's like a a royal. That's a mess. That is hideous. No one's buying that. My my biggest thing I do like is the orange NHL logos on the crest for all of them. Yeah, that's great. But everything about that jersey besides that is just garbage. It's horrible. I don't even like their logo as it is. So. Yeah, not a fan, but damn. Nashville, killing it. Yeah, that, that's that so logo. Sick. Every time they do reverse retros, it just shows that <laughs> NHL teams could have just better jerseys full-time. I love and There's this. Edmontons. I, I like the comment. I like the new uh, – I like I the arm the sleeves too. It. Yeah. I think it was just navy blue when they did it before. In a yeah, and like gray. White logo, yeah, white and gray logo. So, yeah, we'll be looking out. Uh, as of today, the news will drop to people listening. If you're listening today, this uh, airs. But um, tomorrow will be a big day in Sabres fashion. So keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. Um, so I was talking to my roommate last night during the game. Evan, friend of the show, asked. He said, Tony, I'm being dead serious. Right now I'm wanting to ask the most serious answer the most serious you can. I was like, uh-oh, what? And he's like, will the uh, Buffalo Sabres win a Stanley Cup in your lifetime? It's like, yeah. I'm like, I mean that, like, a lifetime? That's, like, probably thousands of different players coming in and out of this organization. I thought you were going to say thousands of years. (laughs) But um, realistically, I was like, do you mean, like, in the next 10 years? He's like, sure. I was like, that's a good question. So I thought we'd talk about it. Uh, I said yes. I think then within the next decade is definitely possible. Ten years is a very long time, and the Sabres are at this part where they're just only starting to just go up from here. And they've got – first things first, they've got a culture, a solid culture with Granado and Kevin Adams, and they've got the right people working. It's they've got the great work environment. They've got the right people, and then they've got the draft capital for the next couple of years. They've got the prospects for the next couple of years. Um, they might have the goaltending in Devin Levi of the future. Comrie they can easily bring in a tandem. solid backup, and Comrie could even turn out to be a solid tandem. You have two first overall defensemen. Is there any other team that has two first overall defensemen or even top three defensemen? Not top that I can three, think of. I'm not sure, but top top maybe, but I two don't think top so. overall defensemen. No, no way. And then the only problem I see is they don't have that franchise center, but maybe they do in the system that we don't know yet in a Matthew Savoy. I don't think so. A Yuri Kulik, Kulik or a Noah mm-hmm. Ostland. I don't I don't really see any of them. I think that one of the highest upside to be 
a first line center would be uh, Kulik, just because like he's such a like crazy prospect. But um, I don't know, man. It, it had me thinking. I kind of like sat there and thought about it for a while. Ten years is a long time. Yeah, I think it's. Ten, I think it's gonna happen. Ten years is a long time, but if we're thinking, if we're thinking critically here, let's say realistically, do the Sabers make the playoffs this year? Realistically, no. Possible, yes. Okay, so realistically, no. Say we don't make the playoffs. Culture's still good. We're a five above five hundred team, and you have a top fifteen pick in one of the most stacked drafts of all time. Right. Let's say. Let's say we draft an okay player. Nothing. We're not gonna let. We're not gonna just pretend we draft a franchise player in that. We're just gonna like another middle six, top six player that within can the come. next two years, you want to become a consistent playoff team. I so don't in- think. I don't think we will be drafting in the first round this year. Personally, where do you think we're, you think we're I trading think, that away? I think obviously the Sabers are beyond due for. A big move. We haven't had one other than Eichel, but that was more of a put it, pushing things away. We haven't brought in anything big in yet, so, and it's going to happen either this trade deadline, depending what's going on. Like that's a long time from now. Anything can happen. There's always a Cinderella team. There's always a, that team. We need a this era Ryan O'Reilly trade. Yes, we need somebody who can play top six center. I think it's going to be a center because I really think that's what they're lacking. They have a lot of depth at center, but they don't have that center. So people at the top of my mind, Pierre-Luc Dubois, I think he'd be an amazing second-line center on a cup team. He brings that physicality that we're talking about in Kachuk. He's a pest. But I don't know if he has like the best attitude you want to bring into this organization. I'm really blanking. Can't really think of many other like young centers. Uh oh yeah, one more, but I don't know if it will be he'll be franchise altering. Rupe Hints, big fan of. Yeah, I don't you know mentioned if... him a ton and he'd definitely be someone I'd want to bring in. But with Dallas's cap situation now getting Robertson signed for the next four years, which you that contract we're... is terrible for Robert. Uh, not terrible, but just like he could have got so much more. You think if we're buying a player, it's going to be a center? I think it has to be, other than unless Dylan Cousins turns into this like star, and that's not even saying if Cousins is included in this trade, because right. you're going to have to give I, to get. So, I think Thompson's safe just because of that extension, but a guy like Cousins, he could be expendable just due to. Age and uh, contract, I think, will be an RFA next year. And then another guy's middle step. I don't think he's got the value. And then there's Krebs, who's kind of his value is kind of just a little up only because of that Eichel trade. But I think after this full season, really depends how he plays. Yeah, um, I don't know. I've been thinking since we've been talking about it, and I almost don't see – as much as I hate to say it because I love when it happens, but I don't see a big splash move like this year. And I don't well, guys see come up on the trade block that you never thought would be on the trade block, so we can't just assume that. But the way everything Kevin Adams says is that this is a process, and I feel like we're just in the middle of a like the 05 era where everyone was drafted and just home home brewed but it it, i feel like all our prospects were drafted to play center peyton krebs was drafted to play center dylan cousins center casey middlestat center coolidge center austin center savoir center and if you got how many guys i just named five of these young centers thompson six you have you have six centers and they're all young guys you're not gonna play on your fourth line. I, I I don't know. I don't see the Sabres spending. I don't know. I really don't. And uh, 
I don't think that affects the fact that we'll win a cup in the next 10 years, which I think we could do. I think it's very realistic to say we win a cup in the 2020s, maybe. I think the window's there. Completely random center target that I don't think would ever happen, but I randomly had a thought of and had to look him up. Any guesses? He's in our division. That's all I'm going to say. All right, let me. Awesome, Matthews. No, I mean, come on. I obviously would do horrible things for that, but no. Completely uh, random, like random, like not random, random but player. like, like you wouldn't. I don't think you would guess it. I'm. I'll give you the team, Tampa. Braden Point. I would prefer him, but more realistically, I think Steven Stamkos. He signed an eight-year deal in 2016. His contract ends in 2024. Eight. What's his cap hit? Eight point five million. Thirty-two. Right now he's thirty-two. Yeah. By then he'd be maybe thirty-four. We'd be signing a thirty-five-year-old man. I don't know if. Maybe even if if somehow Tampa Bay is falling off this. Wagon, they're obviously having a very slow start. What are they? One and four. I don't know. It's a random thought. I I would love to have Steven Stamkos on the team, but this we were supposed to sign him that year of uh, Akposo. He was who I, the Sabers were throwing the bags at. Chose to stay, and that. then we just I called Kyle the, Akposo. Uh, I remember the video of Steven Stamkos with all the logos, and it was like, "Where will Steven Stamkos go?" I think he retires in Tampa, but if I, we're trading, I do too. I would love he would be a fun guy to have. I think um, mentor all these young guys. I'm like just I'm looking at quickly every team, and I'm trying to think of their first line center. I'm trying to think: is it realistic that they get rid of their first line center? And Winnipeg Jets. Ooh, this is one I thought of. Not center. Uh, Kyle Connor. 40-goal score, Kyle Connor. That would cost a Jack Quinn in a first and some. Yeah, I just don't see us making a move that has to give up a lot of our pieces that we've acquired. But there's going to be a point in time when they're going to have to do something, and we have so many quote-unquote core pieces that someone's got to go eventually. Right, but... Minnesota Wild are on three. I forgot about that. That's crazy. I'm so hesitant to like theorize what's gonna Jack happen. Jack Eichel, <laughs> yeah, blockbuster. Uh, I could see him coming back at the end of his deal. Another random one, Anze Kopitar, old he's veteran. Got, yeah, he's know. older than so. he's older than Stamkos, I think, or same draft year as Stamkos. Probably, I, I think. I'm not sure. I think he, he's he's mid 30s, early 30s. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at every team, and that's like Leon Dreisaitl. Something happens in Edmonton. Now I'm just shooting. If we're from... if we're paying for Leon Dreisaitl, I'd pay. That's like buying a car, and like you could get heated seats. I'm getting McDavid if I'm buying Dreisaitl. I might as well yeah. pay a little more and get McDavid. I'm no no way in hell Edmonton's doing this, but since it's just two guys shooting the shit, I want McDavid. Last one. Last one from the leader of the Bedard sweepstakes right now. The Vancouver Canucks, Elias Pettersson. I don't think he... Is he wing? No, he's center. I just don't know if he's like championship team number one center. Maybe number two, but then that, that kind of defeats the purpose. I don't know. Just another guy, Swede. Get along well with the Swedes here. They're... 0-3-1, they're tied into JT Miller and Bo Horvat until they're senior citizens, so those are two centers right there that they have, so yeah, I maybe definitely one of them. see them moving Besser by the end of this year, but uh, maybe even Pedersen. You, re- you really never know with Vancouver. I feel like last year they had a very... Oh, Florida's up 3-2. Yeah, I just saw that. Who scored their goal? Uh... Was it Connor Verhage again? Nope. 
Ballsters. Sam Reinhardt's yeah. still without a point, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, which He's is He's a plus sad. two tonight. You know what I think? He has one assist. I, against the Sabres. Oh, good for him. Yeah. I wish uh we kept Reinhardt. I wish he was I wish we kept one piece from that failed era. And I really wish it was Reinhardt. Yeah, but I really love the return now. At first it was not a great return. Right. But if now we keep it's looking Rein- great. If we keep Reinhardt, we're looking at not having Levi or cool. We, uh, cool yeah. All right. We're we're running past an hour. Um there's something I want to do every week. We'll see how it goes but i wanted to give out in between since we record every wednesday night so in between episodes we'll analyze our rookie of the week forward of the week defenseman of the week our favorite goal from the week and our clown of the week so like worst player on the team these are all sabers players unless you want to go throughout the league go off script i'm I'm gonna stick and i think we should make like an excel sheet and uh, we'll give our awards at the end of the season to some players who win maybe the most awards by the Goatheads podcast. Well, if we're giving it by who wins the most awards, uh, I guess that makes sense. All right, we'll start off with Rookie of the Week. I think it's pretty simple. J.J. Paterka. Two yeah, that's mine. I'll, I'll save games. the time. Forward of the Week. Uh, I would say it's J.J. Paterka, J. J. too. J.J. Paterka, yeah. I'm going to go with Dylan Cousins here just because I've been – even though he hasn't scored, I think he's been very impressive. You're going with uh, JJ? Um, Yeah. I'll, he's just been the one, like, noticeable threat in the offensive zone, it feels like. Dylan Cousins is a guy. He's setting up a lot made, of those plays too, so. He makes huge – he made a big play for the empty netter last night, so definitely up there in my rankings, but – uh. Took a lot of time to think about this one. It's going to be J.J. Paterka. Uh, defenseman of the week, Henry Yokihari. No, Rasmus Dahlin. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Give, yeah. Goal of the week. Any favorite goal for you? Um, It's got to be Tage Thompson just walking in a, one, a 3v1 and putting it in an empty net. Yeah, that's... Paterka's give-and-go is a, just a great hockey play. Yeah, he started highlight real goal. I think yeah, I go Tage here. I think that's oh, yeah. the. And we're gonna go clown of the week. Who is this week's biggest loser? Okay, it's the guy who was behind Don Granado last night. He was in the Rey Mysterio mask for the Edmonton Oilers. Every time this dude was on camera, he was eating popcorn. Every time. <laughs> clown of the week. <laughs> You're giving it to him, not not a player on the ice. No. I'm giving it to him because okay. every time this dude's on camera, he's eating popcorn. Every... Right. I was going to make a compilation of, be, of uh, him. Henry Yoki, how are you? Just because I I don't like him. And that, nothing seems to improve. I mean, it's three games in, but goddamn, same shit, different year. So nothing horrible so far, but just bad. He had a few big giveaways and uh, I think the Florida game. Where it's just like, ooh, yikes. But um yeah, I really didn't want to give Clown of the Week to a player since it's game three, but uh Clown Fuck of the Week him. Clown of the Year, Ralph Kruger. He tried to kill Rasmus Dalin <laughs> and just hasn't. He he won't die. He hasn't died and now he's the best defenseman in Sabres history. Mark it down. <laughs> Will do. There you go. If he scores, if he scores tonight, all Darlene. Yeah. Oh, if he, yeah. He's got. Yeah. I mean, no, but not yet. But yeah. I mean, the hype will be definitely there. I want him to get to like an obscene streak, like fourteen <laughs> games. This guy's just scored in all fourteen games. Yeah, maybe. He's on a heater. I mean, and. Just to end off the pod, uh, I sent you uh, his interview after the Edmonton game. I don't know if you saw it, but he just – the way he's, like, talking, the way he's responding to the media and, like, talking about hockey, it's, it's just crazy to see how far he's come. And I'm very happy for him, and he's playing amazing. He's 
definitely earned that A on his sweater. So can't wait to see him as a captain. That's I think it's going to be set in stone. I think he's just marinating it for it right now. Yeah, I did end up watching his interview, and I completely, he's just grown up, and it's really awesome to see. Cause he's and he a guy, said trust the process. He's so. a guy you dream of drafting when, you, when you're watching – when he doesn't have any games in the NHL and you're just watching his Swedish league highlight reel, which is just like an arcade highlight reel. He's just insane. Like say we were so lucky to win that lottery and be able to draft him. And for a few years, it looks like not that he was a bust, but maybe he was a little overhyped or just caught, but he was just caught in wrong place, wrong time with a very failing front office. And now that he's got that healthy, place to grow. I think we're going to watch this this uh, young man flourish yeah. all season long. You know what? You got to play for the outro. Uh, you got to play the clip from the video with um, Akposo going, I got that power. Power. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yeah, play. Added that. that at the end. All right. Sounds good. You think that wraps it up for today? You got anything else to say? Yeah. Power should have picked the, the song by Kevin Gates. Which one? How's it go? You gotta sing it. That little pussy got power in it. <laughs> that little pussy got. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually agree with you there. That's a good it's choice. It's yeah. got his name in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it for episode. <laughs> yeah, that is all. Follow us on Twitter at Goatheads Pod and all other socials. If you're uh, watching on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Smash if you're on, uh, that like button. If you uh if you're streaming, uh download it, give it a good rating, do all that, spread the word. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll Dylan be back Lanning next week. Underscore Redskins fifty five. <laughs> That's all folks. I got that power. 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 Dun 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 dun.